It's the Stephanie. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else will leave a lot of fight left in me. Somebody said to me, Alina, would you rather be? Um, Bless you. Would you rather be smart or pretty? And I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, it's so great. Your lawyer's the worst lawyer in the world, but she's pretty. <laughs> wow. What a day in court yesterday. Yeah. Hi, good morning. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> wow. What have I said, Chris? Because we're old enough to know Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, sure. only a tranquilizer dart will stop him. Well, yes. Jim needs to get busy in a helicopter. Yep. Out of control, wildebeest. Oh yeah. I mean, he's just what he's like an actual baby, just like like you know his hands like. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait to walk out of that courtroom and start disparaging the judge, start disparaging. Uh, oh my Eugene god, Carroll. he's running up the bill. He's di- yeah. disparaging her from court. Yep. I know. <laughs> They're like, it's just you can hear the cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. Oh my god, we say things as a joke on this show. <laughs> Cliff Schechter, what did he say? If God sent a vessel, would it have? Untreated syphilis. Yeah. And now what is everyone doing? What the actual, what's on his hand? Yep. James Carville is saying that's absolutely syphilis. Oh, he called Hold the clap. Calls. He said the clap. He said clap. Well, he said it in that Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's a, one of my favorite James Carvelisms. Uh, yes, uh, James Carville believes Trump likely has syphilis. He said they don't look like cuts to me. Well, that's the other thing I was thinking. Rage cuts from some baby rage situation. No, they don't. I I don't know. Or a red pen exploded on his fingers. That's what Joe Scarborough thinks. No. Asked a number of MDs what uh, medical condition manifests itself through uh, hand sores. And the answer is immediate and unanimous secondary syphilis. All right. I think there's a good chance this man has the clap and I'm not being particularly (laughs) secretive about it. Maybe the picture was doctored or whatever. Maybe the story got old furniture. That's my favorite. James Were there Carville. other photos of him with the same condition? Uh, it's just one. Or is it just that one photo? Yeah, and he's raising his hand. Up. Uh, yeah, I've seen the photo, but are other? Uh, I'm sure people corroborating are right now. For uh, yeah, because sure if it's are. just that one photo, then I'm like, it's probably doctor. Him putting his hand on the yeah. Bible to get inaugurated. Yeah. <laughs> just like, and it's it's like practically half his hands falling off by that time. <laughs> I didn't mean to scale everybody. Hi, Sawi. Could be hand herpes. Of course, could be raining. Yeah. I can help you with those humps. What, what hump? hump? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. Oh, you know why we're giggly? Because we have the best lineup in the history of radio ever. We do. This morning, we have Carl Frisch, we have uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, and we have Hal Sparks. I mean, come on. That is a sexy liberal lineup. And uh, Jody can tell you, you know how we got uh, Lawrence O'Donnell? We are out here in Hollywood. We are out here in Hollywood, and uh, I engaged in the time-honored... Uh, tradition of sucking up to him oh, in, an e- in an email. Okay. Month, what was it a month or so a ago? A month or so ago, yeah. Because <laughs> I finally finished West Wing. I was, uh, you know, catching up. I right. watched the whole, because I never saw the whole series when it was on. Is he a writer on it or something? He was a consulting a producer, consult- okay. executive producer, writer, anyway, okay. but he also plays young Jed Bush's bastard person father. Oh. <laughs> and so I wrote him and I said, I knew you were a great, you know, anchor and journalist and executive producer and writer, but I did not know you because I, I know how cuddly you are in person. You were fantastic as a bastard person, Jed Bartlett's young Jed Bartlett's father. Oh, bastard person, big bag of D's. I told me I said you're total played a total bag of D's so well. I think you said Jeb Bush earlier. Hmm? 
No. Oh, Jed Bartlett. Jed okay. Bartlett. Yeah, that's yeah. who she meant. Right. I, I think you said Jeb Bush, and <laughs> I'm like, Jeb, Jeb Bush was a yeah. character on the West Wing? Anyway, so the, he says there's a funny story to how he got... Apparently, there were no other actors available in Hollywood that day, Jody. Well, it happens. <laughs> that's how he got the role. When you're busy. <laughs> so he will tell us that story. All right. And as Bob Setzka says, no one trolls Donald Trump like Lawrence O'Donnell. So it's just... Oh, yeah. He's very good yeah. at it. It's fantastic. Yep. We're very excited. Yeah. Nicely done, Jody. Hey, Hamilton. Jody. Hooray. And then, oh. in hour three... Yeah, I already said Hal Sparks, yeah. the OG sexy liberal uh-huh. from yeah. Big San Francisco Sexy Liberal yeah. Week. Oh my God, the party's in San Francisco this weekend. Woot! Mask up and let's go. Meet us there. Let's roll. It might be raining this weekend in San Francisco. Could be worse. Could be raining. Uh, well, it's supposed to rain here. None of us have untreated syphilis. That's the important thing. As far as you know, <laughs> I don't. Have I know. I don't I leave my house. How I've would I get that? The, I've never had primary syphilis yeah. unless I get like, pinworms from my dog. Because there's very little chance I'm gonna <laughs> get anything. Yo, Jody, we were talking about you and I are so COVID safe. I haven't seen my girlfriend in like a month because we've yeah. both been traveling. And thank God, because I got COVID, exactly. so we didn't see each other when I got back from the last trip because we wanted to be yep. safe, right? Underlying conditions, yada yada yada. Um, okay. Although now I am COVID safe and uh, Tiny Baby Nephew has arrived to uh, film oh, his new here? Shonda Rhyme series. Is he here? Is, uh, yes. Is he upstairs? Because it had probably shut down for the strikes. Yes, right. yes, okay. yes, yes. He's yeah. playing the first gay president in the new uh, Shonda upstairs? Rhimes Netflix series. Yes, hi. Come on down. Shh. No, he's sleeping. Shh. Oh, we got to wake him up. Not till he gets tested on set this morning. <laughs> He is up there in his COVID closet. We are not talking to him till he gets tested. Um, but yeah, he plays, uh, it's called The Residence. I'm right. very excited. Yeah. He's out here for a couple of days. Yay. Yay. And it's a murder mystery. Yes, it is. It's about murder. See, I let you say it because I love you because that's the most fun. <laughs> Whoever gets to say murder. 80% chance of rain Saturday in San Francisco. <sighs> I know. All ah. weekend. Wear your here rubbers. And, here and San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. High of 59. Yeah, Chilly. I know. I saw Harry go. I know. I, okay, I, I go over it. I'm good okay. to go. All right. Bring bring your umbrella mm. and your rubbers. Mm. Okay. Wow. Is this really? Do I have the lung power for this? This is the 2 a.m. baby yeah. rant. Yeah. This morning. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. First of all, uh, Alina Haba. Bless, bless you. you. Thank you. Speaking of a bitch slapping. Okay, let's do uh, one. The Stephanie Miller players will do a short uh, skit. Uh, you play Alina Haba, and I will play Judge Kaplan. I object to no. What no? I no. But, but sit down. No, Your Honor. No, but, uh, no, but no. She's playing Alina Haba. Don't you said you guys like, play as Alina Haba? No, she's playing Alina Haba. You get balls. Okay, go ahead. Your Honor. I, no, but nah. Wait. Sit down. Oh yeah, but she didn't stand. Remember, she. But she said she didn't appreciate being talked to like that. I don't appreciate right. Have you and ever she was sitting. been in any courtroom ever before this? Right. Like this. She wouldn't stand when she would do anything. She and it's like sit. the fourth time she's Awful. asked for him to, you know, to, to delay the trial for, oh my God, like, you know, he does give one flying about his mother-in-law's funeral. Or, and he's going to the funeral, by the way. Oh God. He doesn't have to be in court. I Yes, of course. He doesn't need to be there. He, he doesn't just have to does, be there. To do his little grumpy puss. Uh, oh, okay. Wait, hang on. I wanted to do the uh, the other skit. Hold on. Uh oh. <laughs> no, this was him yesterday. He's a. <laughs> this was his courtroom. He's a nasty, a nasty man. He's a nasty drub. He's a Trump baiting guy. Obvious to anyone in the court. It's a disgrace. Frankly, what's happening? It's a disgrace. Happens to be a Clinton appointment. Hmm. Okay, maybe you'll explain why all the Trump appointments also said that <laughs> you're yeah. a giant liar and yeah. the election wasn't stolen. But okay. 
Um, yeah, he banged on the table, shook his hands in the air, like any parent recognizes uh-huh. in a high chair. Yeah. <laughs> Juries don't like that. Are they going to have to tell him the verdict is coming like on a helicopter? Here comes the helicopter. <laughs> airplane. It's airplane. coming on an airplane. Here comes the verdict. <laughs> Open up, baby. <laughs> You're having too much fun. <laughs> Ooh, that's fun, baby. Uh, yeah, this is the judge. Uh, Mr. Trump has the right to be present here. That right can be forfeited, Mr. Trump. I hope I don't have to consider excluding you from the trial. I would love it! Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. Um, let's see. I know you would. I know you would. You just can't control yourself in this circumstance, apparently. Uh, Trump added that he was the one who suffered damages and should be paid. Yeah, they're going to get right on that, baby. Sure. <laughs> First of all... He's talking so loud, so obviously the jury could hear him. Right. He's like, uh-huh. like when E.G. Carroll is testifying. Oh my God, he's such an infant. Right. He was mumbling like the Hamburglar. Rabble, 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 rabble. And then he literally starts screaming and waving his little arms around with his little syphilitic hands. Syphilitic tiny hands. Oh, my God. Okay, this would be a statement from the bassinet. 45th row. Someone was colicky. This is at 2 a.m. Yeah. this morning. Oh. Okay, we're in caps lock. Wear All a sweater. Right. Everyone, Here we go. Everyone bring a sweater. <laughs> the president of the United States was at full immunity. Oh, God, is he trying oh, that again? Why doesn't he just admit he needs a new place to bury classified documents? Right. Now that his, Melania's mother has kicked the bucket. Well, he'll have some room. Without which it would be impossible for him slash her to properly function for any mistake, even if well intended, would be met with almost certain indictment by the co- opposing party at no. term, and even events that cross the line must fall under total immunity, or it'll be years of trauma trying to determine good from bad. There must be certainly, certainly. Example, you can't stop police from doing the job of strong and effective crime prevention because... <sighs> Page two. Because you want to guard against the occasional rogue cop or bad apple. Sometimes you just have to live with great but slightly imperfect. All presidents must have complete and total presidential immunity or the authority and decisiveness of a president of the United States will be stripped and gone forever. Yeah. Hopefully this will be an easy decision. God bless the Supreme God. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Wow, I'm winded. We're not even one segment in yet. Holy moly. Okay. (laughs) We will, dear God, we will break all this down. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't wait to talk to to, uh, Lawrence. Just that whole panel on Iowa um, caucus night. Yeah. Chris, this is why I think, and I think it's a pretty high percentage of Republican voters Mm -hmm. are not sure he's going to be the nominee. And I don't know that it's going to be that he drops out, but, you know, as Rachel had speculated, he's going to be convicted. There's a big chunk of, you know, even Republicans that won't vote for him. There's another new poll on that. And then I think it was Joy that brought up, uh, hold please, do we have that one? I can't remember. Did you send me something about that? Um, Joy reads profound question. Uh, What happens if Trump gets the nomination and then, I don't know, the Supreme Court rules that he's not eligible to be president of the United States or somehow one of his trials happens and he gets convicted? I think there's so many wild cards this year that who knows, right? right? I mean, even if a couple of states or the states get to decide and then a few keep him off the ballot, like, I, I, I just, we've never seen anything like this in uh, our in our history. Uh, I mean, uh, yesterday, Maine said that they're going to wait to hold, 
to take him off the ballot until the Supreme Court decides. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's just, again, Minnesota the wild card is, is if he gets convicted. Does then that change? I mean, it's just, I think there's so many wild cards. It's, uh, anyway. Oh, at least Stefanik is on the top. Oh, the awful, awful Elise Stefanik is on the top of his VP list. Uh -huh. Yes, she is. Oh, you know why he said, what he said, her best compliment? She's a killer, which is, I guess, a compliment. Also, he's, um, you know, loyal. That's is that how is that, that what sounds? That, mm -hmm. Is that what that sound means? That's the sound of loyalty. Loyalty? Okay. <laughs> it's not how It that doesn't works. sound like that. It doesn't? No. That's not how any yeah, of that I haven't works. left the house in quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it sounded in the parking lot of, of uh, our old radio station? Yes. Why do you ask? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it's a big shoe, as uh, Ed Sullivan would say, because I'm old enough to know that, too. No, you're not. You're only... 40-something. Yeah. Yeah. You're a baby. Carl Lawrence I, O'Donnell, and Hal Sparks, I, all on the big show. I never even watched Ed Sullivan. I did. Hmm. Well, your mom was on it. No, I watched it to. with Ray Charles. Oh. Oh, your, future, oh, your husband. My husband. future husband, yes. Ray Charles. My first husband. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, did you see I got my favorite hate tweet ever yesterday? No. Uh, what no? What? Wait, where, where, is, where it? is it? What was his name? I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I know you always tell me, Chris, don't feed the trolls, but I couldn't help oh, myself. Oh, no. What did you do now? Oh, Tom. Hi, Tom. Hi. I know you're... <laughs> He's hate-watching. He said, oh, when is the bulimic ditch licker going to have someone on that disagrees with her? Well, that was nice. I know. You know how, like, I bad... Like that one. How, how bad our, you know, body images uh -huh. is. I was like, oh, maybe I am thin enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm not bulimic, called. but, oh, that's fantastic. When he calls you anorexic, you know you're thin enough. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, something to us. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're Hold your kidding. calls and We're whatever. Kidding. I tweeted it back at him. I frequently take calls from people who disagree with me, of course. I mean, between all the ditch licking and barfing. P.S. You seem nice. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you call in. You'll probably get your own jingle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. Like right. sock. <laughs> Someone was like, son of sock? <laughs> I am a sucker for a shock jock. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. <laughs> Stephanie Miller. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Carl Frisch, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, and Hal Sparks. Okay. Hi. Hi. Oh, so whenever I uh, I read a love a hate tweet, I have to read a love tweet. And Karen from Chicago is always happy to oblige. Okay. She tweets something we don't talk about enough is the fact that not only is Stephanie Miller a good friend, but she also must have gentle and nimble fingers to be able to gingerly pull the bramble out of Bob Seska's naughty bits with the precision of a brain surgeon. I did. I pulled stuff. I pulled brambles out of his ball sack. Out of his yam sack. Yeah. Like a. You like know. a pro? Yes. Not a yes. girl. Indeed. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Karen in Chicago, thank you for your lovely compliment. Hello. Hi. Hello. Good morning. Um, okay, so I'm going to say it again. The only Republican or conservative that I trust is Stuart Stevens. 
He came out and wrote a book. It was all a lie. He is the only one that has been honest about it. Joe Walsh yelled it out. It's um, th- uh, like a three-point tweet. And the second point that he made was that we are no longer a racist country. Oh, no. Boy. And then the third point was that, but there is systemic racism. Okay, so this is my thing. If you're a white person, and particularly an old white Republican, STFU about race racism in America. Okay, just listen to the people who know more about it and the people who have experienced it. Yep. This is a time for people it to also listen. also was Nikki Haley doing her usual weasel answer. He, the, she was asked, is, it, do, is your party racist? And she said, oh, we're not a racist country. We've never been a racist right. country. First of all, that's crap. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, she's yep. sidestepping yes. the question that, yes, yes, it's a racist party under Donald Trump. It has become a white supremacist party. Uh, period. Yep. Yeah. We don't have racism anymore. Go to any Trump rally. Yeah. Talk to anybody. Yeah. So subtle. <laughs> Give it a try. 29 minutes after the hour. Carl Frisch, next. Why, why, why these Republican senators not even going to deal with the House? Mm-hmm. But some of them are, are pretty elder statesmen in the party. Why they can't take him on? I mean, it's not like there isn't a long list of things that might connect with even MAGA Republicans as wrong. Yeah, and he's humiliated a lot of these people. That's the other thing. Molly Young Fast uh, went on to say... You see them all falling in line. And I think that they're, look, they're still scared, right? Mitt Romney spent so much money on private security. And I think that these senators are just don't want to face him. They don't want to get the scary death threats. They don't want to be swatted, right? We saw that. And so they, and they back down and they just hope he'll go away. And this has really been their position since 2015, you know, that if you ignore him, he'll go away. And in fact, that is not a successful way to uh, rid yourself of a president. Agreed. I'm writing the book Profiles and Cowardice okay. about yeah. this uh, this b- version of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, they've just become the whiny, sore loser baby party. Even people that have won their, uh, so let's just say, school board race by right. 11 billion points yeah. they're trying to recall. What? <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Carl Frisch. Let's talk to our fancy Fairfax County school board friend. What? CarlFrisch.com. Oh, hi, Carl Frisch. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm all right. I I know we don't want to dwell on this. It's just because, unfortunately, you're not the only one. This is this is like a, a theme, and and particularly people you won by got more votes than anyone's ever gotten for school board there, right in Virginia, and they're trying to recall you because and they've done this in state after state because they're just whiny, sore losers like Trump. Well, just to be clear, in 2019, I got more votes for school board in this district than anybody had ever gotten. And in 2023, I got more votes than that. And so, yeah, a democracy means nothing to some people. Um, and and so now some anti-LGBTQ activists are trying to remove nice. me from the school board. Um, you know, people hear recall and they immediately think of California because that's where the famous recalls have right. happened. Not like that here in Virginia. You can't remove somebody from office for a difference of opinion. They have to gather a lot of signatures, and even then, 
it goes to a judge and there's very specific legal requirements that said you know i don't take anything lightly so if yeah. people want to help us stop this recall they can go to mooks for carl i didn't think i'd be saying that anytime soon yeah, MOOCs for what carl. A state of our again. politics carl you're right you never can stop running because they will never ever now ever since trump they'll never admit they lost or that they have to live by the will of the voters i mean you mentioned california how much did that cost us chris how much did the gavin newsom recall cost billion. us so much money and and he won by more than he won by the first time mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, to be clear, like, I think part of these strategies, and this is not the first time people have tried to recall people from our school board, and they failed twice previously in the last couple of years. Um, part of it is to try and distract people from doing the good work they were elected to do. Yeah. And so I'm not going to be distracted from the good work we were elected to do to stand up for public education, make sure every student has access to a safe and inclusive school. Um, but I need people to stand with me. So go to mooksforcarl.com and help us out um, yeah. so that we can uh, fight this and win. Oh, dear God. You know your problem, Carl. You haven't stolen enough items from Target. Uh, <laughs> like that Moms for Liberty school yeah, board. Right. <laughs> or apparently had enough three ways. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, the hypocrisy is just worse every day. Um, you know, and also a lot of it, Carl, you know, politically, they're just saying it out loud now. You know, Mike Johnson's admitting that he's talking to Trump about the border deal. They they I keep saying this every day, Carl, but it just I still have a hard time getting my head around how anti-American this party has become. He's actively any other candidate would be gone that actively roots for the stock market to crash for the economy to crash. He wants chaos at the border so he can run on it. They're admitting that they don't want to fix it. Because Donald Trump's telling them not to. Right. Well, and look, I have a feeling like if he were in jail during this election, um, it might be such a situation where members of Congress are not able to campaign in their own districts because they're all lined up to to visit him in prison and bring him, you know, cigarettes and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> because that's how far they will go to kiss the ring. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Raskin but, said they're taking orders from Trump and actively obstructing a bipartisan border deal, just as Trump is openly hoping for an economic downturn. They're hoping for chaos at the border and trying to stop us from uh, preventing it. Um, Jasmine Crockett, who I mainlined directly into my veins, and yes, that's how I got did. better from COVID so quickly, <laughs> said President Biden has tried to give our border agents 100 new cutting-edge inspection devices and add 1,000 additional law enforcement personnel. Republicans obstructed that request. Honestly, I can't tell if y'all are for anything other than obstruction and cruelty. I mean, that that's not hyperbole, right? No, no. And I think what's what's most interesting to me is that there's diminishing return on all of this. I mean, we saw that in Iowa, right, where Trump won for the fifth, Trump won the fifth Iowa caucus. I mean, I, I think he's just going to add another Iowa caucus every day that he talks about. It. Um, but his margin, you know, while impressive against the, the two candidates who refused to take him on, um, his vote total was down, yeah. turnout was down. Um, you know, I particularly liked the interviews with Trump supporters in, in diners across Iowa. Who are not caucusing so look if if trump voters are not going to get out and vote um and even his own party shows that about half the 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 base is not with him yeah he's in he needs this chaos to try and get them excited again yeah well you know midas touch tweeted carl a night nightmare poll for donald trump from reuters ipsos only 20 percent of registered voters polled said they would vote for trump if he were convicted of a felony with 58 percent said they would not the numbers get even worse if uh, trump is serving time 
And I, as we keep saying, and many legal experts say, he's going to get convicted. I mean, so again, it, it, boy, as a campaign strategist, Carl, I, I, I imagine you have never, not only not seen, not even imagined an election year like this in our history. No, you know, in the past when politicians have gone to jail, they've typically not kept running for office, uh, at least in my memory. And so uh, it is uncharted territory, uncharted territory. And, um, but I think that we've seen so much um, of what people are on the right are willing to accept from this guy that we know exactly what will happen, right? We know that they will stick with him. We know, you know, it was interesting to see polling out of Iowa that showed that 60% of Republicans, I think it was 60% of Republicans, uh, said that if Trump were convicted of a crime, um, one of these cases that he's in right now, uh, that he should not be able to serve as president. So that was interesting. Yeah. I wonder how long it's going to take for Fox News and others to counter-program that narrative. I think because they're so in their information bubble, Carl, maybe I guess they really think, oh, he won't be convicted. and It's all a witch hunt, and he, they believe everything he says. Because those, you're right, those are kind of contradictory. Going, yeah, we're overwhelming, we floor him, but we won't vote for him if you know he's convicted. Right? I don't know that they know what the cases are about. Right. Yeah. Um, you look at most of the coverage on the far-right media, and it does not include much in the way of detail about the cases. It includes defense broadly of all of it. So I wonder if he is convicted, how much of that will finally get through to people and how much this percentage will hold on. But he can't afford even 20% of his electorate thinking that he shouldn't serve in well, office if he's convicted. Yeah, speaking of our information bubbles, uh, you know... Uh, <laughs> If you on the school board obviously know the importance of education. Uh, John tweets, college dropout and admitted Fox News lying propagandist Sean Hannity has the audacity to attack Rachel Maddow's character, calling her a conspiracy theorist and a make-believe journalist. Rachel Maddow, Stanford University Rhodes Scholar, doctorate in political science from Oxford. Uh, maggots do hate the intelligent and the educated. Um, I, I mean, that we keep talking about if ever there is a both sides do it, you know what I mean? BS. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like, Rachel Maddow was an unbelievable journalist, and if she gets something wrong, she corrects it. Mm -hmm. Sean Hannity is admittedly just a Republican Party propagandist. Sean Hannity won't even fess up to his text messages right. on the <laughs> 6th. So, like, look, he's playing his audience for fools, um, and he knows what happened on January 6th. He knows what this president did. But he would much rather have access to a president like he did for four years where Donald Trump was president than help save our democracy. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of education, what does everybody always say, Carl, that Trump is a dumb person's idea of a smart person? Um, Bob Schooley tweeted, the thing about when Trump goes off script is you realize how little he knows about anything. He has these tiny info fragments that rattle around in his head and come out all misshapen and warped when he tries to piece them into a coherent verbal expression. I mean... That's the other thing we keep saying. Like, either the things you can't understand that he says are despicable, <laughs> sexist, right. racist, just awful, or do we have some WTF, Donnie? I think we do. Yeah, give me 12, just to, yeah. okay, just see if you can figure this out. But we're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you from debank your... You. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, your, your political beliefs, what, what they do. They want to debank you, and we're going to debank. What? What? Carl, if you've ever been debanked Banks. over your political something. Okay. 
Well, you know, we used to talk about how Sarah Palin had like word salad, right? Right. Trump is more of a word buffet guy. Right. right. It's the syphilitic worms, to, I think, at this point, eating yeah, the I parts mean, of. Hmm? I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is how his rallies last so long. Yes, exactly. Just that's the other thing is like, who wants to listen to this? Stuff? It's just it's extraordinary. Oh, by the way, can you imagine, speak- can you imagine being respond? I mean, I think AI now does closed captioning. But could you imagine if they still had human beings doing the closed captioning of yeah. these speeches? Um, right. They would, it would be so far behind because they're like, I don't think these words go together. Right. Well, I know. And you wonder if it's because Joe Biden's actually doing something and doing something really good for the American people and coherent. They unveiled a new rule. It's aimed at slashing the bank overdraft fees to as low as three dollars. Uh, a move the president said would help end abusive practices by financial institutions. So who knows if Trump heard something, something bank. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, I, and that's what came out. I, I mean, uh, OK. Oh, how about you want to hear the attempt at talking about corn in Iowa? Here we go. Hang on. <laughs> we have more liquid gold and wealth under our feet than any other nation. We have more liquid gold, oil and gas, more liquid gold. Well, I just oh, met gas. non-liquid gold. Non-liquid. You know where it was? Iowa. Huh? Non-liquid gold. Okay, hang on. Yeah. It's called corn. <laughs> they have... It's non-liquid. That's my day. You have more non-liquid gold. They said, what is that? I said, corn. They said, we love that idea. You know, that's a pretty okay. cool thought, isn't it? Right. That's a nickname in its own way, but we came up with a new word for a new couple of words for corn. He's crazy. No, he didn't come up with I a new can't. word for corn. It's still corn. Okay, you Carl, if you've ever been ball. debanked over your <laughs> liquid gold corn. corn investment, you understand what he means. Is he going to attack the National Corn Council until they agree to say corn, the non-liquid gold? Right. Yes, he will. I mean that any one person can say, like, Joe Biden has dementia and listen to anything this idiot says. It's just, I don't, okay. All right, well, Carl, uh, you remain a delight, and unfortunately, MOOCs for Carl still remains uh, important yes. <laughs> because of whiny sore uh, poopy diaper babies. I appreciate that. Yeah, people can go to mooksforcarl.com to help us stop the recall. But, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. stay focused on the prize. 2024 yep. is about this presidential election and making sure that we don't uh, watch our democracy slip away. That's right. All right. Love you. Goodbye. There he goes. Thanks, girl. Democracy warrior, yes. Carl Frisch. Welcome to the party barn. May we take your order? It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Four minutes after the hour, Lawrence O'Donnell coming up on the big show. I'm so excited. Hi, Rob. Leo in South Carolina. Hello. Yes, ma'am. How you doing? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, I was just wanting to get back on to the uh, Nikki Haley comments about how it's not a racist country and a racist party. Uh, You know, I'm not going to get into the history of the racist country, but as far as a racist party, uh, considering there's no difference in policy between any of the current conservatives. I would say the the reason that Trump is winning is because of racism or bigotry in general. First off, yeah. she's, she's an Indian. Second, yeah, she's stop female. stop peddling that economic third, anxiety. Uh, thing. Also, he did a yesterday. He did a uh, a racist dog whistle about her name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, he knows the they're a racist party. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah, no, it's, he's, there's a racist party, and he is he is the poor white man personified. Like he has absolutely no skills. He's not smart, yet he uh, at least claims to be a billionaire. He it appears to have some money, or you know, he, he's everything they want to be. And not he when he's the done. Not when he's done this president. week. Yep. <laughs> the Eugene Carroll trial. He's not going to yeah. have any money left. Um, by the way, uh, Leo, you're in Too South shame. Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, ma'am. because I, uh, as you know, Nikki Haley said she had a lot of black friends growing up. So she seemed to say that in the past tense. Could you find them for us? Because we have a, a suspicion here at the Stephanie Miller Show that there's a version of Get Out going on yeah. there. there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I tell you what, I'll, 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 I'll put out a bolo for Nikki Haley friends. Oh, okay. thank you. Right. Thank you. Okay. We, we appreciate thank that. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, the giggling whore in Baltimore. Hello, Jenny. Hello. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, Chris. Hello, Hi. Jody. Hello. Um, I'm calling from from the future because you know I don't listen to you in the present. No. And um, I'm right. And I'm also calling about the great distant past of Monday when you talked to Jojo from Jurors. Mm-hmm. So yes. Jojo said something that really struck me, and I wanted to discuss it with you. Um, the what she said was that since we're having it. Since we have such a horrible judiciary right now, it's really great that we are having all these legislative victories relative to women's reproductive health. But the, the problem with that is that reproductive health should be, you know, constitutionally enshrined um, private, and, and it was, you know. And I, I just I can't get my head around the idea that this is something other people should be voting about. Yeah, like our, per, our personal medical. Quality. Yeah, our, nobody, our personal yeah, medical decisions. Right. I mean, here we go with their tantrum again. Mm-hmm. Their anti-vax and you know, anti-masking tantrums. Right? It's just yep. oh, my body, my choice. I mean, yep. it's so they they don't even care about right. hypocrisy. Um, Taylor tweets: the normalization of repeated infections, preventable deaths, and anti-science propaganda is tearing the fabric of society with the most marginalized hanging by a thread. Um, yeah, this is another article. COVID isn't going anywhere. Masking up could save my life. And you have idiots. Did you see? So both, both Ron DeSantis and Marjorie Taylor Greene said every booster you take, you're more likely to get COVID as a result. No. <laughs> Oh, my God. What epidemiologist uh, did a peer-reviewed study about that? There you go. God. Laurel said, my mom was a student nurse in the early 1950s. One of her rotations was on the polio ward. She described a teen athlete trapped in an iron lung without which he wouldn't have been able to breathe. You better believe we got vaccinated, and uh, I still do. It breaks my heart that disinformation by politicians and so-called, quote-unquote, wellness influencers are returning us to those dark days. Um, Yeah. It, it really is uh, just extraordinary, extraordinary. extraordinary. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, I didn't, you know, I it, there's, there's an account on Twitter called Plague Poems, which I had not. Oh, okay. <laughs> which, uh, at least this plague has spawned some good poetry, which is nice. We'll cover that. Lawrence O'Donnell and Hal Sparks all coming up on The Big Shoe. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight. 
Nikki Haley, who, like you, is of Southeast Asian descent, said this week that this country has never been a racist country. So let me ask you directly. <laughs> Do you agree that America has never been a racist country? You know, I, first of all, and, and I think everyone agrees, we all agree, um, the issue of race in America is not something that should be the subject of the soundbite. Right. Yeah, good point. MVP, thank you. Can I just say my favorite part of that is when they just said Nikki Haley's name, she just went... <laughs> <laughs> all right one more Uh, the history of racism in america should never be the subject of a soundbite or a a a question that is meant to elicit a one-sentence answer but there is no denying that we have in our history as a nation racism and that racism has played a role in the history of our nation and when I think about it, I, I think we all would agree that while um, it is part of our past and, and, the, and we see vestiges of it today, we should also be committed collectively to not letting it define the future of our country. Yeah. Um, no wonder they want Republicans want to ban books. Maybe they they could just do like Trump legal doc, just redactions. Maybe oh, just redact go. the whole part about us, you know, owning other people. Yeah, just redact. Sure. That yeah. Other than that, that solves it. Other than yeah. that. Okay. One more. But we cannot get to a place of progress on the issue of race by denying the existence of racism. Right. By denying the history of racism. To suggest that enslaved people benefited from slavery. We will not grow as a country to push that kind of approach and doctrine and misinformation. It is not in our best interest to evolve on the issue of race in America to suggest that the Civil War was prompted by anything other than slavery in America. There you go. I'm firmly in the K-Hive. I don't know about you, I'm I'm a Swifty and I'm also in the Bajancy. Me too. I'm with you. It is not in the best interest of our progress as a nation to ban books and deny our children the ability to benefit from the knowledge of America's full history Mm -hmm. so that we can move toward progress. So it's unfortunate that, um, that there are some who would deny fact or overlook it when in fact moving toward progress requires that we speak truth love her love her yep she's good she is also love michelle obama who just turned 60 and looks fantastic oh my god yeah her birthday was yesterday yeah did you see that photo that uh, yes yes oh Oh my god yeah Yeah. oh my god um yeah i'm sure the right wing is losing their racist shizzle Um, oh, uh, so Malcolm Nance yesterday, uh, I reported him to Frangela for stealing their yes, act. Yes, you did. Yeah. He referred to uh, the Blacks for Trump guy as a butter biscuit. Yes. Um, I'm not saying there's no reason I'm bringing up Ben Carson now. I'm just saying. He still sounds sleepy. He does sound really, really sleepy. Yeah. Dr. Carson, should Trump or would you support Trump prosecuting President Biden? I think in his uh, speech mm-hmm. uh, yesterday... <laughs> or the day before, uh, that he took a more conciliatory tone and recognizes that the problems that face us right now are enormous. 
and we could spend a lot of time going after people or we could address those problems. I think we've already seen that President Trump is not a highly vindictive individual. He said he's running on vengeance. Yes, he said I'm that. I'm retribution. Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. Ben Carson. Did Abby Phillips do a follow-up? He's follow been napping. He has been oh, napping. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Did I miss the more conciliatory tone? When was that? Trump took a more conciliatory? I really? I think it was did at the he? town hall. Uh, yeah, he did oh. thank uh, Nikki and Ron DeSantis for uh, having a good... Whatever. Uh, Mm. It, for yeah, have, mm. being good opponents yeah. or something like that. Oh, it was slightly, con- it was slightly conciliatory. Yeah. I was a little yeah. shocked. Yeah. 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 Okay. You're saying President Trump is not a highly vindictive people. He's literally pledged to prosecute his. Thank you. To Joe Biden, he said he would do that. He said he would go after people who wronged him. I always have a tendency to look and see what people do. Not so much what they say, particularly in the heat of the political environment. Right. Okay, except that he did try to prosecute his enemies when he was in office. He did try. (laughs) Yeah. It's because there's no, what's the word, Joy? Evidence? Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, one last one. Trump, Dr. Carson, talks about getting revenge almost every day on social media. I mean, really, just days ago. I mean... Should voters not take that seriously? Should voters have to wait until he's actually president to find out if that's going to happen? Uh, most recently, you have heard him say that things that face us right now are so pressing that he's not going to have time to be vindictive. What? He's, he said he's not going to have time to be a dictator, which is an interesting thing to say. Dr. Ben Carson, thank I you. I said to be vindictive. <laughs> As if that matters. Raise your hand if you feel like Trump might find time to squeeze it in. I, oh, he will. A tiny scotia of vindictiveness. Okay. All right. That was just an insta poll. Yeah. <laughs> Erica says, uh, Trump's truth social posts are becoming evidence practically in real time. Carol's attorney just admitted uh, into evidence a, a post Trump made yesterday while they were in right. court. I mean, I mean come this on. This is really... He's already facing $5 million payout for sexual abuse and defamation in the E. Jean Carroll case. Uh, it could be getting about to get much worse, according yeah. to experts. The problem for Trump is his ongoing repetition of claims already judged defamatory establishes a pattern that could be used to boost punitive damages far higher. I think we might hit our uh, $11 billion number, Chris, I, in at least something. It's not going to be a, a, a fake made-up cartoon funny? number anymore. It's no, a Stephanie Miller joke, right. and then the judge will be like $11 billion. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how much. Um, one said uh, Trump's constant posting and tweeting about Ms. Carroll could have an effect on punitive uh, damages, suggesting he is targeting her out of ill will and spite. Well, of course, the same reason he does anything. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, um, wow, I will, uh, I, I will anxiously wait that bit when that bill comes due. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, I we were talking about him I, I actively rooting for the economy to crash. Uh, advising Republicans not to make a border deal because he wants border chaos. Um, Ron tweets, there it is. Trump doesn't want his number one issue this election taken away, and he gave Johnson his marching orders. They don't want to fix the border. They want the issue. They want the Uh, chaos. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Oh, God, must we? Today's today's lesson in COVID-iacy. Here is uh, Marjorie Three Toes on the... Yeah. I serve on the COVID Select Committee, and oh God, really? since day one, I have dema- been demanding 
a hearing uh-huh. on the vaccines that were mandated on Americans and mandated on people mm. all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the numbers are astounding in VAERS reports with vaccine injury oh, and death. And yet the only people that refuse to talk about it are those in Washington, D.C. And you and I both know, Steve, they're also funded by Big Pharma. Oh, my God. Okay, do we have to go over all this? I guess we do have to go over this again. The VAERS system, it's just anyone can self-report anything. I have a hangnail. It's because of the vaccine. Uh Okay. We're going to ask the hard questions, the ones that no one in Washington wants to ask. We're digging for the truth and the answers because these vaccines are killing people every oh, day. Oh, my God. And the CDC recommends it on the child vaccine schedule. And now now babies and children are being forced to take these vaccines. Oh um, and, and they really owe, owe a huge explanation mm. of themselves. Dr. Redliner, one of, oh, I'm going to say almost 100% of pediatricians vaccinate their children. Yes. Uh, Dr. Renlander can't join us today, but it will join us next week. But it's just, uh, Carlos makes this point every week. Pediatricians vaccinate their kids. Yeah. All of them. Yep. Yeah. And these people talking about it were vaccinated themselves. And uh, what expertise does uh, she have in, uh, in immunization? She has three toes and claims it's from the vaccine. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and what, what peer-reviewed studies is she citing in, on her when, she says, when she says this? None. Tell her to d- get us a diagnosis on Trump's syphilis. To okay. focus on something. I'll email her more office directly. Important. Okay, and here is uh, maybe her syphilis th- removed her her two toes, maybe. so now she only has three left. Yeah, they do. They are good clam rakes. We always like to try to say one positive thing about someone. Sure. <laughs> okay, here is her partner in COVIDiacy, Ron DeSantis. Lied to us about the COVID shots. No, Remember, they, no, they, they said if you take a COVID shot. You will not get COVID. No. How true was that? They never not said, at all. That. Now, said that. Now, every said booster that. you take, you're more likely to get COVID <laughs> no. as a result of it. And they would never talk about any type of side effects. I literally live in COVID hell. No. No one ever said the vaccine prevents you from getting it. No, it prevents you from serious no. illness, hospitalization, or death. Oh, here's a plague poem. Oh. Uh, by this point in the pandemic, you should understand that contracting the virus is not a moral failing, but is instead evidence of our society's failings, though this does not free you from the obligation to protect yourself and others. It's not a haiku, but it's I like it. I like it. Even if you do it just to protect yourself. Yeah, who cares? It's good. Right. Yes, you'll I mean, accidentally protect other people, God right. forbid. Right. Oh, that, that's a side effect. Protect yeah. yourself. Yeah. <sighs> Kimberly, Boy. Jo- Kimberly Johnson, who is... A- Lovely. Magical creatures uh, tweeted, we know who Trump voters are. They are literally the worst of us. Reporters, please uh, now interview Biden voters who benefit from lower insulin prices, voters in red states who fear going to prison for miscarrying, voters who had their school debt erased. How about focusing on Biden-Harris voters for a change? Thank you, Kimberly Johnson. Oh, my God. I know it's entertaining. We play the Trump, you know, MAGA people because it's entertaining because they're so, you know. Mm -hmm. Are you concerned about my vitamins? It was rolling towards the edge there, and I'm like. Just you settle down. Everything's going to be just fine. Okay. I didn't want you you to blame me for a missing vitamin. (laughs) 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 What would you do with my vitamin? Oh, there it is. Never mind. Uh-huh. What was I saying? I don't know. Where was I? COVID, oh. idiots. Yeah, no, Trumpers. just listening. I know it, you know, it sort of makes us laugh because they're so crazy and believe, you know. It's sad. 
It is sad. Yeah. Sad. Sad. So sad. <laughs> but, but sad. But it's true. You know, it's like just that is such a huge deal. $35 insulin. I hate to say it, but with our, you know, health situations and obesity problem in this country, I mean, that is something that affects a lot of people Mm -hmm. that you just don't, any positive accomplishments, you don't hear anything about. I mean, it's. Well, now we have Ozempic to take care of the obesity situation. Yeah. Well, you know what? Shingles doesn't care. (laughs) 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 All right. Lawrence O'Donnell coming up in just a few minutes. Stephanie Miller. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Go shawty, it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a cardi like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck cause that's your birthday. You can find me in the club, bottle full of blood. Mama, I got what you need. What? Chris and I suck! Oh my God! It's Jody Hamilton's birthday today. Yes, it <laughs> we is. totally spaced it, it. I remembered all day yesterday, last night. You're oh my 42. God! Yeah, no, I'm 57. Oh. <laughs> oh wow! I really needed adult supervision. <laughs> I don't lie about my age. Happy birthday, Grammy! Yeah, yeah. she's uh, she, two years older, uh, almost exactly two almost years. Almost exactly two years older yep. than you are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's magical! Happy birthday, Jody Hamilton, Thank the you. best executive producer in the history of the world and in America. <laughs> Also, two in addition. <laughs> what? Okay. She booked Lawrence O'Donnell. That's her birthday present. That's right. Coming up in just a couple of minutes. Very exciting. And Michael in Oakland wants to go to sexy liberal San Francisco. Oh, he's very close. We need a pro boner. Yeah. Hi, Mike. Hello. Hi. Well, <laughs> I resemble that remark. Uh-huh. Now, I have a problem, which is that I had a, a day two backed out, and I, I need some advice here. I have a daughter in her 20s. And she might have a friend yes. that would want to go. Uh-huh. But I don't know how to propose to have my daughter go to something called the Sexy Liberal Show. How, how do I handle this? <laughs> because say that. it is sexy. Just mention John Pulisang and Hal Sparks. Right. She's, she's She'll in. be there. Yeah. And the, we, we have to paint Hal Sparks' knows, pants on. I, huh? I, I hope she knows who those people are. All right. I don't know. Well, she, it's I funny. A lot of people. A lot of people are. drag like right wing relatives yeah. that yeah. have a great and they, time, and they end up having yeah. a lot of fun. It's yeah. a fantastic comedy show, yeah. Michael. We'll see you there. Okay. Don't give me any excuses, well, Mister. <laughs> well, how do I not feel like a perv? You're not. You're not a perv. It's not a pervy That's show. Funny. Just say it's... Oh, except for me. Well, yes. you're pervy, well, yeah. yeah. Just say the liberal comedy show, if you there really you want to you know, take sexy yes. out of it. Yes, yes, yeah. that it's a fantastic comedy right. show, and you're well, very, don't, very, don't. very close to Stephanie Miller. You're her pro boner. Okay. <laughs> All right. So just don't... Just steer clear of the word. Oh, right. if, if that makes you feel more comfortable, yes, steer clear go. of the word. There you go. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes, it, it definitely makes me feel more comfortable. Okay, there you go. all right, there you go, Michael. <laughs> all right, I'll see, I'll see you there. Aww. Who was it we, that first? We came had up? to coax him into the runway. Who gently. was it that first came up with sexy liberal? I, it was a joke. It was a joke. I think it was you and Howard. Yeah, yeah. It was a joke because yeah. we're trying to take the word back right. because you know they've made it a dirty word. Uh-huh. You got to say progressive or whatever, and right. we're like we're making it dirty in a good way. Right. Right. Right? We read the JFK quote about what it means to be a liberal. We're right. like, be proud of it. Yeah. JFK yeah. was sexy. He Pardon? was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Seth. listening to Rob Reiner and, and Soledad O'Brien's Who Killed That's JFK. That's a great oh, podcast. Oh, good. Seth, the home of hope. Hello, Seth. 
Hello, homos, and HB Jody, who runs that Thank show. Thank you. Shingles um, doesn't care. I, <laughs> you know, doesn't well, that's what I was going to tell you. Um, <laughs> Ron DeSantis and Marjorie Taylor Greene and all the COVIDians who do their own research and won't ask up and won't get back. Guess what? COVID doesn't care. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. But we but we care because I'm in the Chris, I was in the Chris camp from day one. You don't want to do this? Hurry up and die because exactly. you're the ones that are making this thing go on and on and mm-hmm. on forever. So, um, hey, guys, stay dry. Stay COVID-free. Mask up. I know everybody's going to have a very hot and sexy liberal time yes. up in San Francisco. Yes. And I wish I could be there, but I will, I will be there in spirit. Right. All right. And I'm so excited that you have uh, Lawrence O'Donnell coming on. Uh, yeah. I know, right? Oh, my God, it's so exciting. Where's my... <laughs> He's in the green room. Lawrence O'Donnell, next. According to part-time make-believe journalists and full-time left-wing hate Trump conspiracy theorists like radical Rachel Maddow, well, Trump's speech was too dangerous for the fragile ears of NBC's loyal viewers. They didn't take any of the speech lie. Instead, no, Miss Maddow was lecturing Americans about truth and integrity. Uh, this is a joke, right? Serious question, does Maddow not have any self-awareness at all? No one in the media mob has peddled more lies, more conspiracy oh. theories than Rachel Maddow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Sean Hannity. All right, we'll see if our next guest has any thoughts. Because as I do every morning, Jody, I sit here and look at, stare at the phone and wonder, will he call? Will he? Let it please be him. Oh, dear God, it must be him. Will Lawrence ever call it again? Oh my God, it's those blue eyes. Oh, hi. Good morning, Lawrence. Good morning, Stephanie. And thank you for ending this long, dark night of you <laughs> ghosting me for what is not like. I don't yes. know. It's it's years. Uh, I have lifted begin- the Never Lawrence moratorium on this show. <laughs> let me begin by, by thanking you for the tweet that I'm looking at right now that I'm going to press the button and retweet because... Uh, you're announcing me on your show. You've mm-hmm. been kind enough to use a photograph that looks, oh, well, probably at least as old as the last time I was on the show. That which pho- I think is, that which is very kind. It's it's uh, it's a few years old. That photograph and- came from MSNBC.com. Your bio page. Listen, <laughs> Mister. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I I don't let them use anything. You know, this decade. Um, I have seen you but- and sexually molested you at my house in the last couple of years, and you uh, you need no filter, sir. Can I just say? Well, I, sure. what I do need, uh, as your viewers uh, can see, and. I'm so not used to viewers on radio, but uh, for the your viewers uh, can see what a li- was a little black box of me, because you know it's it, what is it? It's 10:30 uh, here yes. uh, in New York, and my 
makeup crew works very late at night. <laughs> yes, and they're not up yet. They would have had to come in at five this morning <laughs> to to get me ready. It's longer than Bradley Cooper for for, <laughs> for and, Mesa uh, Maestro. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lawrence. Uh, let's. I, I was. I I mentioned on the show how I got this booking, the time honored Hollywood tradition of sucking up. Uh-huh. I emailed you about a month ago because I finally finished watching the entire West the West Wing, and I so I said, you know, I wrote you and I said I knew you were a. Uh, a fantastic journalist and anchor and uh, executive producer and writer, but I did not know uh, you were such a good actor because you are so cuddly in person and you play a complete uh, bastard person as Jed Bartlett's baby Jed Bartlett's father. And I, I was like, you you were so convincing as a giant bag of D's that I had to write you and tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that. Um... That was one of the days that Hollywood ran out of actors and someone. <laughs> Someone had to do it. And what happened on that is that um, I read the part at the table, you know, because when we have the table read in the Roosevelt Room, which was the very best table read location in the history of show business, uh, you know, every week, that's where we read the scripts. Yeah. You usually, you never have all of the guest parts cast already. Or if you do, that guest actor is probably working on something else that day and can't be there for your table read. Yeah. You know, all of the actors who you own, you know, who the show owns, they're all going to be there. Right. And um, so Aaron, uh, Aaron Sorkin, uh, who, who wrote that, asked me to read The the Father, the, the flashback to Jed Bartlett's father when Jed Bartlett's in high school. And right. so I hope uh, 20 years later, this is, this is not... Uh, I'm not going to ruin it for too many people, um, but as you now know, Stephanie, the the one of the scenes involves uh, hitting the kid. You hit so, baby Bartlett. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. are a bastard. And and I know you know this this. I just want to put up a kind of um, uh, I don't know what they call it. This this um, alert that you have to tell people that you're going to say something that could be oh spoiler deep, alert. Yeah. yeah yeah. Well, deeply disturbing, but yeah. So this father, as written um, in this script, would have been the nicest father in my neighborhood in Boston when I was growing up. Because, <laughs> because if you rerun it, you'll see he only hits the kid once. Now, that was unheard of, okay? By, that was just Thursday the, in Boston. <laughs> yeah, by the disciplinarian fathers in my neighborhood, uh, many of whom were cops like my father was. And, uh, you know, that, that kid, man, that would, he just would have gotten off so easy. And so, you know, I didn't do anything, uh, as you shouldn't as a, as an actor, uh, at the table read, I, I just kind of, you know, I mean, it, it, it's hard to describe, but so afterwards I knew something had happened when Alice and Janney kind of came rushing up to me, uh, with Janelle Maloney and both of them saying how scary that was, how scary I was at the table. And, and I thought, um, you just, I didn't say this, but I'm sorry, but you're just saying that I'm scary because I wasn't doing anything. And, and the other thing that happened is that the director leaned into Aaron and said, that's what we want. Meaning 
whatever I was doing was what they wanted in that character. So well, they then went out and made offers to uh, Mark Harmon and, and four other actors, all of whom wanted to do it. They couldn't do it because of scheduling. <laughs> Mark came into the show later as a Secret Service agent uh, yes. for a while. Yes. Um, but they couldn't do it because of scheduling. It was a day of shooting in Washington. There was two couple of days of shooting at the Warner Brothers lot uh, two weeks later in L.A. And so uh, Tommy Schlamy, the director, called me up the day before they were shooting in Washington for, the, for this part at like 11 a.m. and said, uh, listen, if the next guy turns this down, you're going to have to do it. And I, of course, at that point, had the Washington flight schedule memorized from L.A. I got and, a hosting uh, job once like that, Lawrence. The producer actually later told me I was actually the last person on the list. Yeah. No, and, and, and yeah. And, and, and by the way, that's what I want to be. I don't want to take a job away from actors who need the uh, SAG health insurance. And yeah. so, uh, so I was on the 4 o'clock uh, flight to Washington, and I was standing up there doing the part the next day. Um, and... I had that. I was in that great position of, hey, this wasn't my idea. Okay, so like, so if this is a disaster, okay, and if you just have to keep the camera off me the whole time, it wasn't my idea. I did not ask to do this. Terrifying, and, uh, and I, because when I think of you, the word that comes to mind is cuddly, and I, you were just terrifying and horrible. All right, so let's move on. By the way, by the way, if we have 30 seconds for life advice, it's the most specialized yes. life advice I have. Mm -hmm. And it's just for screenwriters. Well, actually, it's for directors too and maybe for everybody in show business. Yes. The only uh, advice I have for television writers or screenwriters uh, is take acting classes. Yeah. Um, because as a friend of mine said, when I was moving to New York, I'd written a book and, and then I was moving to New York and I uh, from Boston and I, I wanted to get into writing for performance and a friend of mine uh, uh, the great Mark O'Donnell playwright who's not a relative of mine and is no longer with us was giving a playwriting course and I said I want to take your playwriting course and he said oh no you don't need that you know how to write uh, take an acting class mm -hmm. because if you don't you will be trying to write music without ever having touched an instrument. Exactly. Oh, very so, good, Mr. That's, O'Donnell. That, that's the end of the life right. advice. You are my favorite carbon-based life form. All right, listen. <laughs> Let's talk. I don't, I don't know if you heard uh, us play uh, Sean Hannity calling your colleague Rachel Maddow a conspiracy theorist, bad journalist, dope. But do you have thoughts? <laughs> well, so uh, I was struck uh, by Sean's... Uh, observations about Rachel's self-awareness um, from the least self-aware person in <laughs> the history of the use of microphones you know Sean, Sean Hannity uh, look it's I don't know I mean it it it's that's his business you know that that's what he has to do the one thing I would want to do for him is is just note uh, she doesn't really pronounce the W it's Matto exactly. not right how not the way he says it right. so just kind of drop the w off when you're saying it and you'll you'll be more in the strike zone there you go <laughs> so uh, Lord, but i, I mean it. let me yeah. just say as long as we're on the subject and she is my office mate and we share a wall she's on the other side of my wall mm -hmm. okay and um so I, and i'm so deeply respectful of her process that i have to be like a little mouse when she's in her office and every once in a while I will forget that and then in the middle of loud talking realize 
wait, the great one is working silently in the room next to me. I have to shut up. Um, she's Thank just. Thank God you didn't work next to Edison. What are you doing? Oh, now I was about to invent electricity. Now. You okay. Yeah, but you know, she's one of those people who backstage is just even greater than on stage, yeah. and uh, I just, I just yeah. love her so much. I don't even know how to say it. I, you know, I, I take uh, total credit for her success, Lawrence. We started in radio together, and she used to mm -hmm. host the town halls that all. All, all of us hosts would do and uh, she used to moderate and I, she used to have cards with questions from the audience and uh -huh. she was like in Seattle once I the question I'm getting the most is will Stephanie sign my ass after this so I credit <laughs> that moment with her going I gotta get the F out of here I am better than this uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, you made her ready for anything yes <laughs> yeah. so Lawrence let's talk about where we are at this moment in time when I watch you and Rachel enjoy the other night after Iowa or any night it is just I can't imagine in your imagination as a brilliant writer producer just or anchor that you ever could have envisioned where we are in this moment in time I mean I think it was Rachel that said you know the, the, we have yeah he was way ahead and you know right-wing polling but then they say if he gets convicted you know they wouldn't vote for him and as Rachel said he's gonna get convicted um, Joy Reid said uh, what happened if Trump gets the nomination and then the Supreme Court rules he's not eligible to be president or somehow one of the trials happens and he gets convicted I mean, we've just never seen this many wild cards going into an election year have we well, the big problem is we've never seen this many wild people going into voting booths. Yeah. So I think it's time, it has been time for years now, actually, to to kind of, at least occasionally, get beyond Trump himself to the much more vexing question of why would people vote for this person? You know, and I've always said, look, there is a rational Trump vote. It is the anti-tax vote. If you hate taxes and you hate government um, and, and you're willing to risk the basic, you know, functioning of democratic institutions, um, which most people who hate taxes are willing to do that. They hate it, you know, with it, with a intensity and a singularity similar to the way the people who hate abortion hate abortion. Yeah. And I think those two categories are rational Trump voters. I'm voting for Trump because I hate taxes and I don't care about anything else. Or I'm voting for Trump because I hate abortion and I don't care about anything else. But that doesn't account for most Trump voters, actually. Um, in, and so all of the rest of them um, are voting for Trump voters because, I don't know, they hate us. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. but, but, but they are a dangerous force in America, they're far more dangerous than Donald Trump. Uh, without them, Donald Trump is absolutely nothing. And so, you know, the news media, the big establishment news media has always had this thing. It's implicit. And they used to kind of say it out loud, you know, uh, in the three network era that, you know, the voters are never wrong. No, no, no. They can they can be grotesquely wrong. They can be grotesquely racist. Uh, the voters have done horrible things in this country, you know, electing George Wallace, you know, mm -hmm. governor of Alabama and all these cruel, evil segregationists that they elected to the United States Senate and governorships. And so um, the this this, you know, never blame the voters thing is the probably the single biggest <clears throat> inhibition that continues, by the way, right across all of them. I mean, it's it's not 
it's not different on MSNBC. If you, you know, you don't hear voters being blamed, you know, uh, for what yeah. we have here um, because of this, you know, just age-old convention uh, in in the major news organizations that you must never do that. New York, the New York Times has never blamed Trump voters for anything. The yeah. only thing the New York Times has ever done is try to find Trump voters in diners and sympathize with them. And um, that's a giant mistake. That's a really giant mistake. And they, they, they never did that uh, when they were covering <clears throat> segregation. Uh, they never went into diners in you know, Birmingham, Alabama, uh, segregated white diners, to say to those people, to have sympathetic interviews with those people about why they feel the way they feel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you and Rachel always talk about. I, I just, the we have normalized so much about yeah. Trump that here we are with a 91 felony count rapist. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I yeah. can't even believe we're having this conversation that it, it could, in fact, uh, have the nuclear codes again, but, you know, talking about the rise of fascism, that we could be sleepwalking into fascism. I have to hope Bruce Springsteen is right. What did he say recently? He said, decent people in this country outnumber Trump supporters by three to one. I mean, I, I, I still, for some reason, feel hopeful. I'm sort of curious how you're feeling right now and what predictions you have. Well, you know, I I officially stopped predicting uh, in 2015, I think it was, yeah. um, when Donald Trump was at 12% in the polls. And I'll, I will, and I, by the way, I've forgotten most of what I've said in my life, but um, <laughs> I'll never forget sitting there on Morning Joe when Trump went from 6% in the polls to 12% in the polls. And I set, summoned all of the faux authority my voice could muster and said and declared uh, something along the lines of well you don't think he's going to get any higher than that do you and uh and so i've been i was completely wrong you know about in the, your best ted baxter the, anchor voice yeah exactly yeah I, I, I was totally wrong about about that you know because i and and look <clears throat> here's the reason i was wrong <clears throat> i'm a little embarrassed by this I underestimated the number of stupid people and the number of racist people in America. And I grew up with those people in Boston. Like, I thought I had a handle on exactly, you know, what their troop strength was. It's like, yeah. and, and I was, and I was really, really wrong. You know, I thought they were around 30% maximum and they, and, the, and, and even they were strategic enough to say, I'm not going to vote for the clown. I'm going to vote for the guy who can actually beat you know the liberal guy um so so that was my underestimate i look at i based on what i know about the basic uh picture out there i have never i've, I've thought all along that joe biden's going to be reelected. Yeah. um you have something like uh 54 who say they will never vote for donald trump under any circumstances nobody with a number like that's ever won an election yeah. um and so uh, you know, the majority, what Springsteen is absolutely right about is that the majority and the majority of voters are for Joe Biden uh, yeah. over Donald Trump by a decisive margin. The yeah. only reason we're having a conversation about this election is the Electoral College. Yeah. If you take yes, out the absolutely. Electoral College, everyone goes to sleep at night in a real democracy, not worrying about this presidential Lawrence, election. Lawrence, I'm getting the producer, you're going incredibly long, sign <laughs> that you're very <laughs> familiar 
with. I could talk to you forever. Yeah. Thank God our long national nightmare is over and you've yes. ended your tantrum and are coming back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Hope to talk. Uh, I've <laughs> been I've been ghosted by by many, but but never with such sadness as the ghosting. Aww. We'll just put our put own stories through. out for the publicity. All right, love you. Thank you, Lawrence. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right. See you next time. There Bye. He my hero. Stephanie Miller. All my friends are gay. All my friends are gay. Fifty-eight minutes after the hour, House Sparks. Next on the Stephanie Miller Show. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. campaign for President Biden. I will certainly, because the stakes could not be higher for our country, for the world. The stakes are as high as they get and as high as I've seen in the course of my public service. So I am going to campaign very happily because I think he's done a terrific job. He's shown experience. He's kept us from, you know, having a, 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 a complete breakout of uncontrolled war. Thank you, Secretary Kerry. All right. Uh, six minutes after the hour, it's Jody Hamilton's birthday, and she got a love tweet from Nomi. I love this lineup. Jody's a superstar producing the best guests. Yay uh, for our best executive producer and tiny princess animal whisperer, Jody. <laughs> Thank you. Happy birthday. Oh, look who else she got. What? Steffi. Oh, what's that God. heavy breathing I hear? Why? Could it be? The Hump Days with Hal Sparks. Yes! Yes! Hi. I'll have what she's having. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday, Jody. Thank you, Hal. <laughs> now, that is a three-way. You and Lawrence O'Donnell all within Ooh, the yeah. course of an hour. Don't uh-huh. tell Lonnie. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. You need, you know, and I think in a proper three-way, you need uh, one person who's a little angrier than necessary and one person <laughs> who's a little gentler than necessary. And, and the other person in the middle just has to, ha- you know, be kind of flexible right, in their attitude. <laughs> Um, okay, I, you know, listen, you are the explainer of things of the Stephanie Miller yeah. show, so I, only you could have, okay. You said Trump says he won Iowa three times, Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucus in 2016, therefore Ted Cruz is Donald Trump, which, which means Donald Trump is the Zodiac killer, and Trump was born in Canada and can't be president, Fred Trump was involved in the Kennedy assassination, and Melania is ugly. Okay, <laughs> so. It's, look, it's math. Somehow, I don't, I can't, you can't, I don't make the news, I just report it. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I, the, well, go ahead, please, because there's so you much. You procreated have a little boy. I, yes. It's just, of all the extraordinary tableaus, yesterday, him screaming and <laughs> waving his arms like a baby in a high chair at the judge yesterday. It's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wanting ahead. to get kicked out. because Here's the thing, because he knows that he doesn't want to be there. Right. You know, that even that statement about, like, it's below you or whatever, that's a fantasy lawyer. That's somebody in his own head. Like, he yeah. externalizes his own thoughts into a fictional human being mm-hmm. all the time. He Apparently, and this is his new thing when he's talking about, uh, you know, controversial topics, because he's playing, like, uh, you know, rough, edgy comic 
while he's at these things. Like, I'm being canceled for saying these things. My staff is going, sir, please don't say these things or whatever. These idiots I pay a lot of money to are like, okay, why would I want you to be my president if all you hire are idiot sycophants you don't listen to? I, that you're, you're a moron. But beyond that, he, he wants to get kicked out of this courtroom because he wasn't there last time. That whole like because he's always the victim. He's looking for any yeah. new storyline that oh right. wow, poor me, I'm the dead. When when you're when you're less controlled in a courtroom than Johnny Depp, you have problems. <laughs> like at a certain point. He's like he, he he's transitioning quickly into Gary Busey territory, and his followers know it. He Al Pacino, really, almost you're out of order. You're out of order. Yeah, I'm out of order. It's more like, hey, hey, I've been here sitting in this courtroom since before the judge even showed up. Okay, I have a secretary, and she is dynamite, and she told me that I shouldn't say all these things. So I said you're fired, but she's still here. I don't get it. In the lena hot, like he's. Um, the weird part is watching his followers deal with it. Yeah, and you know more than anything, and the the shrinking crowds. Yeah, New Hampshire incredible crowd shrinking last crowds. Night, a couple hundred people in a Ramada hotel. You know, it's it. It, it reminds right, me of, of conspiracy theories. Line, what's right? on his hands? That's, what the actual is on oh, his hands? I oh. James Carville says uh, syphilis. I don't. Yeah, tertiary. <laughs> why do we all have to know what tertiary syphilis is? Like, why did we? Right. Why is that the word of the week? Thanks, reading rainbow. What the hell? Uh, I but he said they don't that. look like cuts. That because I was thinking, oh, maybe it was from a rage gasm. But he said they don't look like cuts. They look like sores. Which okay. yeah, but right. Well, uh, here's here's a cut. Here's one other option. Um, remember how last time he, he's always talking about being a germaphobe and he's all, and he, you know, he mentioned that even though it's not true and he doesn't even know what the word means, but he, you know, cause he's, you wouldn't eat what he ate and, and, and tweet where, you know, where right. you poop if you <laughs> touch your phone the way he does, if you were a real germaphobe. But anyways, he, he had this thing, you know, he's a, you know, he, he that's why he didn't shake hands with people. Okay. That just tells you that's what happens when a celebrity gets a wart for the first time, when they shake hands with a bunch of people and they're like, ugh. I got a wart, and I blame you nasty people. Roseanne, Howie Mandel, I don't care who it is, that's what it all boils down to. It's just you shook hands or bowled with the wrong bowling ball at a bowling alley, and you got a wart, and that was that. I wouldn't doubt that he in, he's had to glad hand for the first time ever. He's having to do retail politics like like he's in the, in the run-up to a to general. Yeah. He's having to shake hands with all these weirdos over and over again. These front row Joes. Yeah. Who all of them, I mean, just <laughs> like it's so nasty. <laughs> so I wouldn't doubt it that if he had three warts burned off his hand. I'm dead serious. Okay, like, this is all if, making me more nauseous. I mean, I also every think new theory is making but, okay. Untreated sores. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, um uh, you uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like um, fighting number two. You you <laughs> you retweeted uh, uh, candidate speeches over at this site for the Iowa caucus in West Des Moines. Uh, voters jotted their candidate on a sheet of paper before they were all collected in a brown grocery bag. I, right. In some places they were doing it in popcorn yeah, buckets. It was ridiculous. You were like, yeah. what happened to the whole uh, voter I, integrity, yeah. vo- voter ID? Voter ID. <laughs> where, right. uh, yeah, where are you checking ID? Half these idiots were front row Joes. That aren't even from the state. Half the people he introduced from the stage either were, I mean, he had obviously Marge and all those crowds showed up. But the people he was just kind of rando pointing out that were there aren't from Iowa. They, and I guarantee some of them like threw on, bought their caucus captain hat and were wandering around the Iowa caucuses like, dude, you, 
you used to live in Maryland and you've been driving around in a Winnebago deadheading for Donald Trump. Are you even registered anywhere? What the ever-loving hell? I love that who you're are just, these people? you're just enjoying all of this. You retweeted Laura Loomer, right-wing lunatic, oh. who said, "A lot of grifters are deleting their anti-Trump posts tonight. I saved all of them. It's too late for you traitors." And you said she's talking to her fellow Republicans. Munch, munch, popcorn. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a, I. I said last year there would not be enough popcorn for 2023, and I was right. 2024, I would buy stock in popcorn. The <laughs> the amount of just must see. Uh, dip crappery, <laughs> I'll just put it this way, yeah. that you're going to see is going to be uh, off the charts. It yeah. is good. The hardest thing for us in the Sexy Liberal Tour is coming up with jokes that are as absurd and obtuse and funny as what's actually yes. happening in reality. Cliff Schechter just yesterday on the show said, you know, because this whole God made, you know, that ad, God made Trump, God oh, sent Trump, and, and he's like, if God sent a vessel, would it have untreated syphilis? And then what's the news today? Syphilis. Right. It's uh-huh. Like, Right. <laughs> You're right. We well, can't Lord, make it. We can't make the comedy fast enough. <laughs> no, we cannot. It's a, it's all dead. That's why I don't write my jokes until Friday night for this thing, because I can't. I'm, oh, Saturday so right many... before the show before for me. Yeah. Cause... We're just scrambling. Like, okay, what just happened? Because there's so much stuff. Like, I keep bringing up to, like, people in normal conversation. Like, you do realize he hasn't been able to have a charity in New York for, like, Five years now. Like, you, this is a president who couldn't start a charity in a state because he's that untrustworthy. His son stole money from St. Jude's by skimming in his charity. Like, that's, and that's ancient history. Like, the, the idea that we just kind of rump past that one, like it's a speed bump. And because everything else is that super chaos. cute little kid, little kid on the St. Jude's and goes, you know what? Yeah. That kid. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Steal that money. Uh-huh. Caleb. Yeah. Poor little Caleb. <laughs> yes. yes. Caleb. Right. He's so cute. <laughs> He's adorable. And Eric stole from him. <laughs> Eric, Eric Trump stole from Caleb. And I, for God's sake, I'm not kidding. He did. Like, beyond the... All right, look. You know who? how many awful people are allowed to do business in New York City? Right. Right? right? Yeah. They're allowed to do... Okay. This guy can't even run a charity there. Like, it's... it's not, like, there is no there there. This and and he's on a hard fade. Let's just abundant. Let's be abundantly clear. Yeah. It, like so, it's worse. Yeah. They're running the bragging and I mean, he's a mess. I just said you know we're just talking to Lawrence O'Donnell. Their whole panel. You know Rachel and Joy the other night. I, yeah. I mean I just keep saying we've never seen as many wild cards. Like I've said before, I don't think he's going to be the nominee. And you know the, a big chunk of Republican voters have said that. So like, and yeah. I don't know that he'll drop out. But like you know, Joy Reid said, what, it, what if obviously Rachel Maddow said, first of all, he's going to be convicted. There's a big chunk of people yeah. who say they're not going to vote for him even in the Republican Party if he's convicted. Yeah. Then what if the Supreme Court rules he can be taken off the ballot because he's been convicted? I mean, like I just think we have no effing clue what's going to happen in 2024. Well, I agree. Yeah, it's just going to be insane. But ultimately, it doesn't matter because it's already decided. He, I'm he sorry, Chris is, fl- is flashing a picture of Caleb at me. <laughs> oh, oh, Caleb. Really? I love Caleb. Is it a tattoo? Caleb, or, uh, for God's sake. I'm sorry. I think he's an adult uh, now. Have, yeah, he's, Chris, do you have a tattoo? Or are you, are, did you just lift <laughs> Yes, I have a tattoo of Caleb yes. on my Caleb calf. He loves himself. Yeah. Maybe that's the only ad we need. Trump 2024, Caleb. <laughs> uh, no, I okay. I'm gonna book Can we just now. enjoy for a moment? <laughs> and and the, also the weird... Marlo Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just 
just uh, float for a moment, the, 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 uh, get around to the idea that they're floating Ramaswamy as VP, and Trump will never, ever pick him as VP. Right. Beyond even the bigoted, racist reasons of his own supporters and all this stuff of, that an East Indian man would be his VP or whatever. But he literally won't have somebody who has more letters in their name than his. Right. That's one of the reasons he picked Pence, because it was even. There is no way he's going to look at a bumper sticker that says Trump Ramaswamy and goes, he's got more real estate on this bumper sticker than I do. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It just isn't. For that pathetic reason. Uh, I mean, God. at least Stefanik is the latest, you know, yeah. with their flow. I mean, oh, Marjorie my, Taylor yeah. Green, dear God, could she uh, be trying any harder? To, uh, um, you retweeted her. She said, I'll go to the mat to stop this treasonous Senate an- amnesty deal. America first means putting Americans first, not illegal aliens, not Ukraine. And you said she will sacrifice U.S. border security to help Russia every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. She, uh, If she gave up about the budget, uh, she'd give back her PPP loans. Thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so funny that they they all have these outstanding PVP loans that were forgiven. But they're like, none of them are going, that's not right. That's the American taxpayer's money. Yeah. I was doing just fine. Also, by the way, she paid, um, she took money from that loan and used it in her campaign. Which, yeah. I guess, so that means she's for publicly funded elections now? Is mm-hmm. that the argument? And, I in suppose? her defense, uh, you know, she does have to buy custom shoes. It's hard to buy shoes when you have three toes. And so she has to have them custom made. And <laughs> yes. we're liberal helpers. It's not the so, toes. It's know, not it's the toes. Quit it. It's, no, it's, it's, the, it's the big curled nail that Ow. eats through the front of the show Ow. over time. Ow. <laughs> That's curled yeah. back into it's, her skin. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, Trump yeah, will yeah. pick her and he'll use his syphilitic hands to rub her. Ah. Oh, no. Maybe that's how he got it. No. no, I think he stuck his fingers in Steve Bannon's mouth. I think that's ah. the current medical. <laughs> what does John say? He looks like gout got gout. Uh-huh. He looks like an alcoholic thumb. I can't see anymore. You guys have blinded Sorry. me with the thoughts. Oh, Sorry. yeah, I know. It's just, yeah. 19. I've got to go scrub my brain with steel wool. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's her political party, and she'll cry if she wants to. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Stephanie Miller. Stephanie Miller. It is the Stephanie Miller Show here with the man, the myth, the legend, the industry, Hal Sparks of uh, Mega Worldwide at InfotainmentWars.com. No one Mm -hmm. listens to more Donald Trump speeches. So you don't have to than Hal Sparks. I, I swear to God, I could graph like his talking points at this like i could if i got into a beautiful mind like chalkboard chalkboard situation was that me i'm sorry i thought thought that was me for a second making that noise that was my bad what's that Um, i know everyone gets excited every carbon-based life form and hell sparks around animals strike curious poses yeah yes yeah Um, animal vegetable mineral i'll do anything to anything um (laughs) sorry could be tiny baby nephew okay um Oh, anyway, but I was going to say, I don't know if you have your Trump decoder ring on, but uh, just decode this for us. But we're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you from your, you know, your your political beliefs, what they do. They want to debank you and we're going to debank. What? Have you ever been debanked for you? 
political ah, or he uh okay first Put of all he's 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 talking about people's <laughs> accounts being canceled by banks like the canadian truckers who unlike other protesters in canada were able to blockade roads and stop people from going to the hospital because they have giant trucks right. something that isn't what you would call a natural right because nobody has a natural right to an 18 wheeler as much as you know the, uh, the snowman and the bandit in me uh would like that to be the case and so when they cut people off when banks are like no we're not going to service you like right. for example stormfront the nazi website yes for some reason and, and i you maybe can help me on this visa doesn't want to give them a card I just, <laughs> and, and apparently citibank won't allow them to open an account and even venmo won't allow them so donald trump is going to put a stop to that and Stormfront will, uh, unlike, he's going to not only release the sanctions on Russia and allow them yeah. back into the SWIFT system so they can kill more people. Right. In not just in I mean, Ukraine, but in use Sudan, most of Central right. Africa. Especially if you need right. the Waffen, Waffen fries. But Stormfront will finally be able to get, uh, you know, a Discover card so they can get, they can earn miles with every Nazi sticker purchase. Oh, dear God. That's great. Right. That's what uh, he's talking about. One more secretary, uh, John Kerry. But at the same time, he stood up for American values, global values, universal values for America's obligations with respect to Ukraine, the Middle East and elsewhere. And if you've listened to uh, uh, Secretary Blinken and the president in the last days, they've been crystal clear about expectations for what needs to unfold in the West Bank, yeah. in Gaza. Um. We're going to talk about this after the break because we have a hard break. Sure. See, I, I always bring up the Middle East right when there's like right. 40 seconds left. Yeah, we can solve handle this in a couple of seconds. I got this covered. I got you covered. Don't worry. Yeah. But, you know, Al, just as a preview, you know, you've been saying the same thing I've been saying. If Trump were in power, Gaza would be a parking lot yeah. now. He would yeah. be like, uh, happy birthday, Putin. Here's Ukraine. I mean, it's just the mind. Yeah. We'd be out of NATO, right? South Korea would be attacked. Like, yeah. he's just like, isn't it about time? Unify Korea by allowing North Korea to have it. He's a very strong leader and he loves fish sandwiches as much as I do. Well, like I have, I will, uh, right after the break, I want to tell you some things that you'll never hear Donald Trump say. Give me one Which last is, one, uh, Se Secretary yeah. Kerry, here we go. And I think young people around the world will see a, an administration fighting for, for the rights of people to get the medicine they need to have, to be safe, and for the Palestinian people to have a future, even as Israel is absolutely protected as it needs to be. All right. So, you know, obviously, yeah. what do they get called this week? I forget. Oh, oh, yeah. I, because you're a bad the Jew. C -word? I'm a bad Jew oh. because right. I'm not defending Israel enough. Right. But I'm not Jewish. But anyway, my point, Hal, is the huh? politics have gotten very scrambled around all of this. Uh. And, uh, you know, obviously, as it relates to young people. So let's let's talk about all of that as we roll along. Yep. Is it hump day? It's close enough. Close enough. Every, yeah. every day is hump day, day with Hal. Thump, Thump day. day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody starts up. It's, it's just a thing. <laughs> <laughs> more liquid gold and wealth under our feet than any other nation. We have more liquid gold, oil and gas, more liquid gold. Well, I just met non-liquid gold. You know where it was? Iowa. 
talking about corn, Hal. Corn. <laughs> corn, liquid. Well, I'll give him, unless it's pureed the way he eats it. You know, <laughs> I think that's the, That's good the, eating. The, <laughs> I want more Grandpa, pureed corn. Matlock's not real. Grandpa, Matlock's not real. Neither are my teeth. But I can still eat corn on the cob if someone cuts it off and smushes it into a fine paste. <laughs> now that's good eating. <laughs> All right, yes, yeah. please give us the corn one so Hal can. All right, here we go. Okay. It's called corn. They have it's non-liquid. That's my day. You is have it, more non-liquid non gold. They said, "What is that?" I said, "Corn." They said, "We love that idea. You know, that's a pretty cool thought, isn't it?" That's a nickname no. in its own way, but we came up with a new word for a new couple of words for corn. Oh my god. Yeah, no, you didn't what? come what? up with a New York word for Yeah. Non it's non-liquid corn, hell. You know, corn. Also, I don't know if he knows this, but most gold is in a non-liquid form. Yeah. Actual gold, right. genuine gold, like the gold, it's a yeah. Uh, and you know, I mean, obviously if you're in a volcano, the standard <laughs> would be a little murky, but <laughs> non-liquid gold. Most uh, gold is non-liquid. I'm just saying for the record. Also, did you hear his thing about gun bullets? No. Gun bullets? Gun bullets? No. No. Yeah, he he was talking about E. Jean Carroll and and you know her having a gun and whether that's going to be an issue for her and her whether she bought gun bullets or rifle bullets for her gun or gun bullets for her rifle <laughs> or something of the other. But mm -hmm. she had gun bullets and that's an issue. I just love gun bullets as a thing. Like I've come up with a new I've come up with two words where previously only one was needed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gun, gun bullets. I can't. I don't. You know, bullets just work. Guns, right. rifles are guns, but not all guns are rifles. I, I know that there's that confusion for him. Yeah. But he is running as a Republican, and they love guns more than Jesus. So mm -hmm. you might want to get that detail right. You can screw around with how many Corinthians there are, but you got to know <laughs> that all rifles are guns, but not all guns are rifles. So that's, I don't understand why they didn't have a panic attack last night. Uh, the few people that were actually there. Yeah. Gun bullets. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. And we were, uh, we, I, I mentioned Middle earlier East. the ad about, uh, you know, God made Trump or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They're very Christian. Oh, my favorite uh, hate tweet I got uh, is, uh, was called a bulimic uh, ditch licker. Yeah. On Twitter. That's yesterday. a good one. Yeah, by one of the very, you know, Christian. I think it's a good one. Nice people that support Donald Trump. Yeah, well, I, yeah. Hmm? <laughs> I, I mean, I would, I would start a leaderboard of things you get called. Someone or said whatever. that was their first band. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I have to say, I'm a little disappointed because I've gotten a few names over the last little bit as my show has continued to grow and its subscriber count. Yes. Thank you very much, infotainwars.com. We don't need the documents, we have everything memorized. Um, but uh, I, but trolling has lost all of its oomph. You know what I mean? Even Trump's trolls don't mean anything anymore. Like he's, you know, tr crooked. He had to like take crooked from Hillary and give it to Joe because right. he's got a uh, word stuck in nicknames. his head. Yeah. And I gotta say, Biden crime family sounds about as fierce and frightening as Apple Dumpling Gang. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like Biden, maybe if you had the O Biden crime family and it had the old Irish Something. kind of right. mob idea behind it. But even still, it was like, it's remember when Arnold, Arnold was running for governor here and he ran out of movie catchphrases after the first like week? It's just, you know, right. he'd say, Asli vist Gredavis, Gretaminate deficit and things of this right. nature. I, I'll be back in office 
with the uh, bills <laughs> for the I'll be back with a revision to the current budget that will eventually come up with the I'll be back with an amendment for the perhaps fix a hole in the budget that was the tax break Things didn't of do. This nature. Yeah, that's uh, you know what uh, I I have noticed in, especially around uh the Middle East and Ukraine that Trump is always he keeps saying never would have happened never, never would have happened happen. if okay. I was in office never would have happened never would have happened you know what he you know what he doesn't say you know what he, which I've I've just noticed over the last little bit you know the, what they say Iran uh, ISIS attacking Iran never would have happened when I was up in Pakistan getting bombed by Iran never would have happened in what if I was president yeah. the Sudan civil war never would have happened oh, like the rest of it like unless I, I, either I think unless there's a Jew on one side of it, being either Zelensky or the Israelis, he doesn't care. Right. And neither do the people who are getting the most wound up out there. It's amazing right. to me. Well, the, so let's talk yeah. about that. We were saying we we're going to talk after yeah. the break just about yeah. that issue, and they're saying young people are going to abandon Biden over the Gaza issue. Blah blah blah. Uh, I, I heard nonsense. someone make an analogy about LBJ and the Vietnam War. I'm like, okay, this isn't Biden's war, and it's right. not his right. fault. And we didn't. Nope. We're not sending American troops. Like I, I, I guess I'm still a little befuddled. It, it is a horrible situation. I mean, obviously, right. Al, I decry the you know Palestinian deaths. I decry what happened on you know the seventh it's a horrible yeah. uh you know we were i was asking uh, malcolm yesterday like, what's biden supposed to do i mean netanyahu's a right. piece of and i don't know you know so it's, it's not like i'm a fan you know I, he's not a partner for peace neither is hamas i'm not sure no. you know again how, how do you make an analogy to like vietnam i mean this is not oh. yeah well you do if you're if you're uh you're stupid or you have an agenda or both the, the reality is is that we have no uh, stake in this other than we technically are allied. We are giving an equal amount of aid to both parties. In the case of Israel, we reinforce their Iron Dome and give them arms. But in the case of the Palestinians, and we haven't given them any the money Gaza since, since this started. We, give, we haven't given them any right. money. They've obviously right, been... but we've given like we've given. I think it's something like four point eight billion dollars in Palestinian aid. Um, and again, a lot of the water pipes that are being torn up and turned into missiles by Hamas were provided by the American taxpayer and UN funds that come from the UK and other countries. The the issue is Hamas will always use the anything you send into the area. They will take that food from children and yeah. women and other people and innocent Palestinians, and they will feed soldiers with it because this is a holy war to them. And their charter is kill the Jews. So is they would the take Houthis. that they would take that food from Caleb, much they like would. Eric, no, they Eric would. would absolutely. That's why that's why mm -hmm. uh, I guess Eric is uh, raising money for them in the Middle East. Which, yeah. uh, right. I have no evidence that that's true, um, <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised. No, I'm kidding. So the but in reality, like the, the Houthis and the other thing about this is, is that um, this has always been kind of a house of cards that anybody flicks it and it starts anew. And, and so yeah. clearly they got a go ahead from somebody for the attack. And, and just went not, you know, go for it now, as opposed because they've been planning this since Trump recognized the Golan Heights and, and Jerusalem and moved the embassy. That was uh, within a couple of weeks. Yahweh Sinwar sent a, a message in Hebrew to Netanyahu and said, take a chance on a on a conditional ceasefire. So everybody's saying ceasefire now. There was a ceasefire up until October 7th. Right. The yeah. money that was going in that everybody's like, he funded Hamas. Like, we did the same thing with the PA and the PLO when they transitioned from being a terrorist organization to a functional governing body within the West Bank, for example. And they were trying to do a similar thing with Hamas. The problem is 
the PLO and the PA weren't directly tied to the the uh, Iranian military, the yeah. the Republican guards. How the I know same I'm tired. I, 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 I thought I heard ELO. I'm like, why, no, why no, ELO? Right. Why must electric ELO. light orchestra be brought ELO. into this? <laughs> right. Yes. No. Yeah. You know, like, leave Jeff Lynn out of right. yeah. right? the issues. <laughs> yeah. That's my point. Um, keep, keeping that. Yeah. Keeping that perm going. But the the <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that. Um, between Iran and and their proxies, specifically Hezbollah, Hamas, and and uh, and the Houthis, all the the three H's. If, if we had one more, um, the Republicans would be uh, who are joining 4H all across the country. Of which I used to be a member of 4H when I lived in Kentucky or whatever. Ooh. Would be like this is getting awkward. What a fun fact. Um, <laughs> yeah, fun fact. Um, well, you know, so that's gonna... that's the issue. I and so the people, saying... I keep the people saying... who are go ahead. Uh, you know, the people who are protesting and and flinging about about, um, you know pro like Palestinian territory and the like and that kind of stuff. I think there's about 50% of the people out there who are genuinely concerned about the death uh in that area and that it'll get out of control. They're not looking at the numbers obviously and they don't they're just buying whatever Hamas tells them and the fact that there's there's like two bombs dropped for every uh civilian every casualty civilian or military which in the most densely populated place in the world, an open-air prison with more people in it per square foot than anywhere, including Manhattan, you you don't get that kind of death rate if you're indiscriminately bombing. It would be hundreds of thousands. There was there would be no way to... to it's almost yeah. surgical. It's, it, that sounds like the number of assassinations that happens in New York City yeah. On, yeah. on the, you know, well, uh, over the course of a decade. You brought up it's Republicans. Absurd. I mean... It just, I keep saying this over and over, but it's just, I, they, all they care about is blocking Joe Biden on everything. They yeah. are, yeah, they are it, friends of America's of enemies and enemies of America's allies. I mean, they're blocking, obviously, aid for everything. And, and this is other big bag of rats news, fight, fight, fight. Mm -hmm. uh, Speaker Mike Johnson <laughs> said he's not concerned about uh, comments Marjorie Taylor Greene made, who said she will move to oust him <laughs> as speaker if he supports aid to Ukraine. Uh, he was asked, are you worried about threats to your job like that? And he said, no, I have a job to do. We all have our do our jobs. Marjorie Taylor Greene's very upset about the lack of oversight over the funding, over the lack of articulation of a plan, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Marjorie no, Taylor Greene also lost her on cool on fellow Republican head of the Freedom Caucus, Bob Good, right. calling him a MAGA mm -hmm. traitor. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what he did. Uh, she, Bob Good ran on MAGA and Trump's endorsement in 20... And, and 22 and now endorse oh because desantis he endorses yeah. desantis he endorses trump DeSantis is unelectable because okay because desantis can also do eight years there's another group of, there's another slice of these folks that they're the argument they're making is even if trump gets in he can only do four years and the rest of his followers are like no he'll just make himself dictator for life he'll, on dictator day one it'll be like the infinite wishes thing with a genie like, I wish for one day where I'm a dictator. Okay. And in that day that I'm a dictator, I declare myself a dictator for life. Like, that's that's what they're hoping and expecting him to do. Yeah. And, and by the way, a, an ever-dwindling crowd of Trump supporters. Again, 14% turnout yeah. in uh, of the voting electorate in Iowa. He only got half. That man... He got half got what he got last time. Yeah. So, yeah. 98% yeah. of the Republican vote in 2020... Uh -huh. And now he's got half and half of Haley's voters, half of DeSantis's voters, all of Christie's voters, even though he stepped out. None of them are voting for Donald Trump. That is a guaranteed shave off of 25 percent of the Republican votes. Never mind the independents that aren't going to lean their way because of Roe v. Wade being crashed yeah. and the like. 
what, you, so how, what happens? No Obviously, there's a new poll today. I just did earlier. A huge percentage just say they won't vote for him if he's convicted, right? And so, right. and I think you and I both know he's going to be convicted. So then, what happens? Then well, what do they do? People are, and what if they've already nominated him? That's this is another way of giving themselves cover. They're just like I won't. They know he's guilty. They know he's wrong. One of the other things, by the way, that you'll never hear him kind of. Uh, he'll bring up like his his court cases, the E. Jean Carroll thing. He talks right. about ad nauseum the civil case. One of the reasons why he drew attention to that specifically is because the the uh, you've noticed he stopped talking about the Mar-a-Lago raid. Yeah. That was a big fundraiser for him right after it happened. That uh, they raided Mar-a-Lago and yeah, weirdly, Judge ever- Cannon is the only one that hasn't gotten any uh, death threats or swatting. Huh? That's so it's strange. It's weird. Hmm. And and you'll, but you'll notice he stopped bringing it up yeah. because that one is also cost him about eight percent of Republican votes right off the top. They're like yeah. those people who genuinely look at the seriousness of the documents case, which is the one thing that will capsize more votes outside of people who are just disgusted with him in general, is that 8% who are like, I'm not voting for that guy. He, he took classified doc. We have no standard if he becomes the guy. Period. End of story. Yeah. And, and then the other the other half were like, he, you know, he's being taken off. the. He should be allowed to be on the ballot because people should have their choice in a democracy. Okay, first of all, you can't vote for somebody under 35. You can't vote for somebody who's born right. overseas and, uh, you know, who's not an American citizen. But also, if he'd have done January 6th in 2017... He would still be eligible to run for president because he had way, not taken add, his oath yet. Can we add untreated syphilis to that? <laughs> Just to no, that no. I mean, I, like, well, I, I mean, we all know what happened. I don't know what it's going to do for all the people who, who like yell freedom like they're in Braveheart when they're <laughs> trying to elect Robert the Bruce, the syphilitic leader who gives up William Wallace and lives in a. In, in like in, in a tower that looks like Mar-a-Lago, so, you know, with bandages holding his face together. Ron DeSantis uh, said Republicans are going to lose uh, if Trump is named the party's nominee. Uh, now, yep. warning, yep. if Donald Trump is the nominee, the election will revolve around all these legal issues, his trial, perhaps convictions if he goes to trial and loses there, and about things like January 6th. Um, you are correct, Ron, although you are also awful and unelectable. Well, he's, uh, I got news for you, too. He's, he's right about that. But... They also lose if he's the candidate. They also lose if Nikki Haley is the candidate. There is no option where they gain their entire base, where they hold on to the base. No single person will hold on to the the amount of people in the electorate that they need to cross the finish line. No one. Trump loses half. It, it, like and yeah. and the DeSantis they all say oh if you know voters are if he's convicted him. oh but he's being unfairly persecuted they're trying to have it always yeah. right Nikki Haley's like oh I haven't heard anything about the rape things and oh you know innocent till proven guilty it's like he's already been proven guilty he's ar- yeah he's already of rape. yeah this is about damages at this right. point yeah and and if, if it wasn't for that New York law he would have been able to stave this stuff off exactly. as well. Yeah. He showed up six more times in the in the Epstein flight logs than had previously <laughs> been reported. Yeah, and and uh, I would like to add, when do we get to see the Trump plane flight logs and any flight that he chartered that wasn't his plane? I yeah. want I want these Saint, little St. James Island. Look at you going logs. all Tom that? Cruise and a few good men. You're just before we talk to the guys about the flight I logs. I can handle the truth. Stephanie Miller. She's a liar. She's a dingbat. She is an attention strumpet.
Hal Sparks is here, general mm -hmm. rock star uh, of the world. Also, you, and you already can see wrote him it. on stage. Co-star of the Sexy Liberal Save the World tour. Yeah. I think we're using That's right. we're using uh, Chris's idea. I love it. Sexy Liberal Save the World because now it's bigger than democracy. It's the entire hey. world. I, I will never shy away from it. My I mean my show is called Mega Worldwide for a reason. We're <laughs> we're reach, we're we're far reaching. That's exactly. all I'm saying. Exactly. Um and people should get anytime we live stream the show, people should get it because our jokes are gonna have to change all the time yep. because of the turnover in the news. This is not your standard yeah. comedy tour where well, everybody's doing the same set. We right. should say we can't make every show pay per view. Right. We feel bad like because nope. a lot of people are asking about San Francisco, right. but you know, it's it's very expensive and obviously yeah. in cities where yeah. we don't know anyone, it, it's just a right. uh, and, so, and, and and is is like exponentially a yeah. lot more and we yeah. just can't do that yeah. every time. Yeah, and we, you know, we uh, uh, we always do it in LA, obviously for the big finale of right. the year. But we promise there'll be at least one pay per view this right. year. But we can't obviously yeah. do that every show. So come see us live. That's you right. get hugs. Yeah, you get, yeah. You get a lot of groping. That's right. Meeting and groping. We will, ta we will tailor our shtick right to you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, and this, how are you doing right after this show today? Are you? No, no. I, Not uh, today. My, I have Thursdays. Yeah, Thursdays. I'm on later. I'm at four o'clock Pacific. Okay. okay. But follow Hal yeah. Sparks. Worship him. Yes. Infotainmentwars.com. Sexyliberal.com. Okay. Yep. Sexyliberal.com. Get your tickets for Saturday, see, San Francisco. Saturday. Hal Sparks. San Francisco. Yes. Open your golden gates. You know how I mean that. <laughs>